Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, Uninhibited. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Uh, man, I'm doing really, really good, man. Uh, happy to be here. And how, how are you doing? Um, I, I'm doing all right. Uh, things have been tough family-wise. <laughs> how was your Mother's Day? Because mine was not great. <laughs> um, oh, shit. There was a Mother's Day? <laughs> I didn't know. There was. There was. There was one on Sunday. Oh, oh I just, well, I just I actually, I, it was my mom's birthday. Um, every few oh. years, her birthday falls on Mother's Day. But, you know, I called and talked to her for a few minutes. But Misty and I, we don't celebrate things like that like we don't do mother's day father's day we really don't do shit for each other's birthdays dude we don't even know what our anniversary would be like <laughs> we don't know we don't even know what month it was when we started first when we went on our first date it was either april or may that's, um, that's actually like super fucking relieving and not stressful at all no dude it's just like fuck it we only do christmas because of madison so yeah. well yeah mine was just tough because family just drama bullshit but um uh guys we have a guest with us today hell yeah we do uh, we uh kind of talked uh talked a little much or a little too let me hmm why did my brain decide to be that dumb suddenly anyway hi jose <laughs> 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 it, didn't, it didn't decide. You're fucking remedial. We went over this. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> what is up, guys? Thank you for having me on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and it's just our schedules have never quite aligned. And uh, So happy you could be here, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I'm really happy to be here, ready to have some fun tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, we are recording this on the evening of the 14th. This will publish on the 15th, which sucks, man, because if things had aligned, Jose and I would actually be kicking it this weekend. Oh, uh, yes, man. That's just a, that's a shame. But, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, you know what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. Like I was actually speaking to the guys about that. Like, like I'm glad at least we did ZoloCon in February, you know, because if it wasn't for that, you know, this is, I think, going to be, I think, the, the third event that's missed because we yeah. usually have NJCC like in early April and then ToyCon uh would have been in April as well and then this you know coming up this weekend you know so yeah oh man it sucks but uh you know we'll we'll get together it, soon, I'm sure exactly i mean it's unfortunate and we miss each other and everything but the health of our families and friends is more important right now and by preserving those we can have that get together later, you know, and be appreciative of it. Yes, sir. 
Exactly. Not that we wouldn't have been anyway, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, cosplayers that I uh, follow that are like, we we know it's important, but God, it sucks right now that we're not at conventions. <laughs> like, I get it. It's a lot of money that you're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 a complicated issue, man. Like, you know, there's there's many sides to it. Um, yeah, I mean, you see what's going on out there, like, you know, and if you know, with social media and stuff, it's it's hard not to see it. Um, you know, but people are hurting, you know, it's not just people getting sick and, and dying because of what's going on. There's their financial end too. Exactly. And um, you know, it, it just it just sucks all around. You know, hopefully yeah. everybody comes out of this uh better, um, and hopefully sooner than later. But you know, it is yeah. we have to do what we gotta do to adapt to this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um one of the uh, one of the funniest things that I saw recently that had to do with that was uh, um, so do you guys remember when Gal Gadot got a bunch of celebrities together saying uh, uh, Imagine? I can't remember the name of the song. Oh, the the John Lennon uh, song yeah. Imagine. It was it, it came off as super super like. Hey, we're inside our million dollar mansions, but we're all in this together, kind of like attitude. Mm. Um, so uh <laughs> I don't remember who it was. It was um I want to say it was David Cross got a bunch of comedians together to sing uh Weird Al's um Eat It. <laughs> so I'll have to send that to you guys or whatever because it's it's mm. really funny. Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely forward. That. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check like, it out. there's a, there's a, like, I would say TikTok has been fucking fascinating with all this. Um, beforehand, TikTok was really annoying, but now that like there's so many actual funny people like not able to go out, they have gotten really creative with their stuff on TikTok. Um, oh, they got on the TikTok bandwagon. Like, I don't know. Like, I that's not like I don't know. Some of these apps, like, uh, like I haven't downloaded that are like get real popular and stuff like that. And it's just you know, besides Instagram, Facebook, like, I don't really go further than that. Um, and it's just like, it, you know, isn't that supposed to be like, what is it true or not? Is that supposed to be like owned by like a Chinese company and they're taking your data? Yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 well, it's owned by Tencent, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a Chinese company, but like. There are hundreds of things that are owned by Tencent that you use that you don't even realize are yeah. owned by Tencent. Yeah. Um, isn't, isn't Blizzard partially owned by Tencent? Yes, yes so was Epic. Yeah, I mean, I could only imagine just how deep. Because again, you know, I think would I see Josh post one of those memes recently? Like, you know, like people are like, oh, like you know, don't do this or don't do that because you're being tracked and you're you're posting that from a phone that you're willingly giving up your data from every yeah. second of your life. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's so funny, man. Yeah. Uh, People are really silly with the information they're given. I, I that's, <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't care that TikTok does that because I, I'm not putting anything on TikTok that's gathering that information, and I yeah. block the app from gathering that information to begin with, um, because I'm not, you know, a moron. <laughs> um, but no, uh, you're just remedial. I, I <laughs> <laughs> take one take one remedial English class and, and suddenly uh no I, I the one of the things about like Vine back in the day was that there were really funny people that gravitated towards Vine. Yeah. 
Mm. And uh, a few of them I, I now follow on like YouTube because they actually post funny content. Very creative, uh, funny people that um, uh, don't get, really get a whole lot of uh, attention because maybe the platform isn't you know that welcoming towards it or whatever. But uh, TikTok started becoming that, and now like I've sent Josh a few like really funny TikToks that I mean some are really stupid. Like a guy who uh, hell that guy took a toilet paper roll, not a toilet paper, sorry, tape paper no, towel roll. No, it, it was it was a toilet paper roll, yeah. Okay. But he put it into a giant glass of uh, orange, orange juice and then tried to use the the toilet paper roll as a straw. <laughs> and and, and he of course, killed himself. <laughs> yeah, like just about the entire contents of the glass hit his throat hole all at once. <laughs> 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 then there, he sent me another one or i sent him one of the same dude because i saw somebody had posted it uh on facebook same dude takes like three mentos and drops into a two liter of diet coke and <laughs> just hovers with his mouth right yeah. over top of it wondering <laughs> what's gonna happen <laughs> he's like oh that's some powerful shit <laughs> this very young girl i'd say 12 13 years old tried to do the same thing and they're like Soda started coming out of her nose. <laughs> yep. I think that's the video I saw. That's oh, the... my God. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. So you, you mentioned Vine, and it's like, uh, that, again, that's a, not an app I ever downloaded, but I think the best like video I ever saw come out of that was those RKO out of nowhere ones with like Randy. Oh, yeah. It's like RKOing everybody <laughs> all these from all these different little video clips of people falling and busting their ass. Like, What's, what's what's really funny is that uh, Vine came out and a bunch of people were trying to make their six second videos when there was where there was literally a website called uh, Five Second Videos or something like that where they would make very funny clips that were five seconds, very funny sketch clips that were five seconds. Mm -hmm. They got some celebrities in there like Patton Oswalt and Weird Al and Jack Black into a few of them. Um, and people were just like, why don't you just upload all of your videos to Vine? And they were just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we like created a website for this shit. Like, no. But um, well, what, if, what if somebody comes along and creates six minute abs? You, you, you see where you, I'm you, you Please tell me you got that reference. Shut, shut the fuck up. When you get into my fucking office. <laughs> and you say, why? And then I say, because you're fucking fired. Um, oh god i love that movie there's something about mary for anyone who didn't pick up on the reference that's easily the best part of that movie in my mind N no no why <clears throat> so i'm in my fucking office what because you're fucking fired that's uh harlan <laughs> williams and he is hilarious dude there's a youtube show uh that burt crasher does and he's not done it all year because if you know it's kind of hard to do it when you have when social distance social distancing is being enforced god damn now i'm remedial <laughs> um but uh it's it's called something's burning with burt crasher uh, <laughs> dude word. it's oh it's fucking hilarious because you know he he's basically doing he's cooking dishes with you know, two comedian friends mm -hmm. and Harlan Williams and Michael Rosenbaum were on one episode. Um, and Bert was making, uh, what they were calling, uh, Harlan's lick my greasy ass sandwiches <laughs> that was made out of, which was made out of like tongue and 
Um, it was like Ugh. tongue, bacon, and something else. But really fucking better, man. But I don't know about tongue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, I've never tried a slab of tongue myself, but I, have. I know it's, you've had. Have you ever had you, meat that that had the consistency of a sponge? No. Then no. you have then that that's basically what tongue is. Yeah. I know I've eaten parts of it ground up in potted meat when I was a little poor kid, but you know, I don't eat that shit as an adult because <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. I tried it because I was like, oh, what does this taste like? And I was like, oh, it just it tastes like whatever you cooked it with. It's just really like spongy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. Just FYI. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you, Josh. I don't know, dude. I'd sidetrack Greg. That's what this we is, do, man. This is what the podcast is, yeah. Bacon. Uh, we, I, mean, bacon. I love bacon, but I don't know about bacon and tongue. I don't think even bacon conceived that. I mean, the tongue would taste like bacon at that point. You would just still have the consistency, which I think is the worst part of tongue. Mm. Okay. Consistency and texture <laughs> that's why i can't eat uh um oysters on the half shell it's like just snot it's just snot well you're gonna have to eat them though i mean you I still haven't can... done that bet oh yeah. that you lost that bet and you're gonna have to pay and oh, you know, oh i've oh. taken it easy on you uh, i don't know how long ago this was it was ever. it was at the end of the summer movie wager last year so it was september it was september yeah um we made a we made a bet that whoever lost uh, between Josh and I the scores between Josh and I that uh, the other person would have to eat something gross that the winner chose. So this asshole calls my mom or gets a hold of my mom. Mom's <laughs> like he doesn't like this and he's done like this. I'm just like oh cool that's fun appreciate that. <laughs> oh I can't remember what I was going to make you eat, Good. but I'm going to look it up and. You know, messengers have history, Greg. God so. damn it! <laughs> I do know. I do know that like smoked oysters are a thing that I was going to have you. So maybe cottage cheese. I like cottage cheese, so that wouldn't bother me. Oh no! It was something else then. Here, while I'm... you decide. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jose, how was your Mother's Day? It was low key, man. I was just here with my girl laying up and stuff. Um, you know, my mom is down in Virginia, you know, so I got to, you know, talk to her and conversate, you know, through video That's chat. Good. You know, but um, you know, other than that, you know, lazy Sunday for me. That's good. I I mainly bring it up because uh the one of the shining moments of Mother's Day for me was uh I watched um the new Netflix movie uh Extracted. Or extraction? Extraction. Oh, I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's really good, right? Yeah, yeah. It is action scenes were really dope. Uh, you know, the story itself was good. You know, like usually when I, you know, I, I see a you know, an actor like Chris uh Chris Hemsworth in it, you know, like I'm so I associate him so much with like Thor, you know, because I haven't seen him right. in a lot of other things. But uh I mean that was dope. I mean a testament to the I guess the vision of uh, it was like one of the Russo brothers, right? That directed it or both of them? Uh it was they they produced it. Oh, they produced it. Um, I mean, whoever directed that thing, like I don't know who it was, but I thought they did a really good job. The the action, the chase sequences, um, 
it, it was surprising to me. I, I usually don't watch random movies like on Netflix like that unless I get recommendations from uh, you know shows like this. But um, it it was good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I I was uh, extremely Ooh. impressed with like that twenty minute one shot thing. That wasn't obviously one shot. Like it, they clearly every time the camera panned, they yeah, would cut. Yeah, but it never stopped. Like it, it seemed like, like it always. Cut. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that, that's what I think was the most impressive thing, like about it to me. I was like, that's it. It looked incredible. Like the, from the inside of the the car, like sequences to the outside, back to the chase, like incredible, incredible. So stuff. here's okay. So here's the thing about this movie. The director. This is his first full length feature film. But he is the stunt coordinator for Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde, mm. uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Captain America Civil War, Suicide Squad, and the list just goes on wow. and on. <laughs> so that's why the action was so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely tell, like, whoever the director was, they could set up a scene beautifully, you know? Exactly, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's been in the industry for years. Dude, that's um, a great fucking directorial, de- directorial debut. Yeah. Hey, hey, Greg! Uh, I found I found what I'm going to have you. Um, spicy redneck poutine, instead <laughs> of being standard Canadian poutine with French fries, cheese curds, and gravy, it was going to be raw oysters smothered in brown gravy and cheese curds with the Carolina Reaper hot sauce. So yeah, it's like actual hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that at all. I know, I know, but you know, we can't always get what we want, Greg. Mm. What if it turns out to be like really good and we've discovered a great dish that nobody's ever had? Oh, like that time you made the TikTok of you wrapping up a Slim Jim in a pancake thinking it would be good? No, I knew it was going to be bad. That's why I filmed it for a fucking TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, oh, we, we got a huge, like a huge box of like, um, the uh, like monster Slim Jims. So they're like, it's here's the thing. A Slim Jim has enough meat in it to not be totally gross. Dude, um, it's sawdust and packing glue. It's real. It's it literally, I've looked it up, Josh. I swear to God, it is just hot dogs that have been jerkified. Literally. I like jerkify my hot dog all the time. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could say jerkied. And that would be better and not, you know, mm. some fucking remedial like jerkified. God damn it. You know, um, I got you saying it. Oh, because it's funny. Um, <clears throat> but no, the big ones, the monster ones are like way too much of that hot dog meat. And it's just kind of gross. And uh, so we had a bunch of those in the car from, I don't remember where we got them. But then we had a, a fucked up DoorDash order. Uh, this person like wanted something super fucking specific from a diner. Um, they couldn't get it. But when I tried to tell them that they are like, when I talked to them at the restaurant, they said, we don't want it. Just, we're going to just go ahead and cancel it. I said, I, I can't cancel it. You have to cancel on your end. The problem is, is that I can't see it canceled for a hot minute on my end. So I went and delivered the first order and they still hadn't canceled. So I had to contact like DoorDash, uh, customer service to get it canceled but the the restaurant was just like do you want it here you go and it was like a shit ton of pancakes and sausage and stuff i was like fuck yeah why not um but because we had the pancakes <laughs> i i was like i wonder if like the pancakes would make these slim gems just a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't at all. Mm. But uh, it was a fun little experiment. And by fun, I mean funny, I guess. It made Josh laugh, I think. I kept telling you don't do it. Yeah, but you also think Slim Jims are the devil incarnate, so there's that. Oh, you don't like Slim Jims, Josh? You don't like those? No, nah, man, I like real meat. I mean, I like, I like I, I'm not a fan of Slim Jims. I mean, I used to eat them and then I refined my taste to enjoy real beef jerky. Yeah. No, real beef jerky is much better than Slim Jim. There's no argument there, but that's also like saying that a brat is better than a hot dog. Of course, it's better than a hot dog. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just see those Slim Jims on the, uh, you know, the impulse, like when you're checking out like at the supermarket. Yeah. So you might grab one because it's a quarter or 50 cents. You know? exactly. Dude, I, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. And then I was like, yeah, the trailer park is coming out in me right now. <laughs> Every, everyone's got a little trailer park in them. Oh, they do. They do. Mm. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I was just like, would much prefer beef jerky over a Slim Jim, but I, I'm not above eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. If you I, I, meet but, somebody, here's the thing. If you meet somebody that says they prefer Slim Jim or a hot dog over a beef jerky or a brat, don't trust that person. <laughs> well, I mean, can't, can't do it. <laughs> now, what if it's an all beef like Nathan's hot dog? Those mm. are really good. Those are that's good. still not better Especially, than a brat. Those are good. Like a beer battered, a beer battered brat. You can't well, beat that. See, I wouldn't eat it though because I'm not a drinker. What that I doesn't have to do with anything. That doesn't matter. In my head, man, it's like I don't drink. So, of course, anything that is like beer battered or marinated in, I'm not going to touch it. Isn't that just like a like a thicker piece of like sausage though that you eat like a hot dog like in a bun? Pretty no. much, yeah. I mean, I'm not. For, I'm not sure what the process is. Uh, beer, 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 beer battered, or beer. Uh, like what? What happens is that you take they take the brat, the meat, and they have it uh, soak in beer. So mm. that way, it kind of imbues some of those hops and and barley flavor mm. into the meat itself that has a shit ton of seasoning. Um, and then they wrap it in the casing, and then you when you cook it at home, you just get a little bit of the flavor from the beer. Mm. Um, it's super light on alcohol, so none of it really seeps into the beer. Okay. Um, but uh, sorry, so none of it seeps into the bra. Thank you. But um, yeah, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with just about cooking. And like people, I here are two things. If you ever hear somebody say you're cooking the alcohol out of it, that is a massive misnomer. You yeah, all the, the alcohol, alcohol doesn't cook off. No. But the other the other aspect is that your body isn't absorbing the alcohol like if you just drank it. Um, the, the the percentage is so small that your your body wouldn't even register that it was there necessarily, and your kidneys would just go, "Oh, this is going straight to your bladder." Just FYI. Mm. Um, I get where you're coming from, Josh, and I'm not sitting there telling you that you should because you don't want to. I'm just telling you some science facts that I've learned about cooking. Um, oh no, I just not like. Ever but cared are, for even the smell, and you know how smell and flavor are. Yeah, exactly. I'm just not going to get one with the beer treatment. To me, mm-hmm. a brat that you like some sauerkraut and mustard, and maybe some caramelized onions on a like a on a good Kaiser roll is a thousand times better than a Nathan on a bun. 
Mm. Oh, and and that's cool. Would you go with the Rye or the Kaiser? <laughs> Don't you fucking quote Weird Al at me. That's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. I uh, I uh, was uh, I'm gonna say about a week and a half ago. So I don't know if you've heard Jose, but we uh, here at this house we've had a little issue with our car that we usually DoorDash in, as I do this with my dad, mm. and uh, the transmission co- got completely fucked. Um, we took it to a mechanic that's trusted by my mechanic cousin and my mechanic uncle, um, who's close to us because they live in they live about two hours away. Uh, and that guy took a look at it and he was like, so it looks like it's wiring. So we're going to fix the wiring and it was continuing to make the problem. So the solution is to put all a uh, rebuilt, um, uh, transmission into the car, mm-hmm. which is going to cost us a pretty penny. Um, which now the option of uh, like, should we do this and pay for it and then sell the car or do we just keep it? Like how, like what? Where's where the options lie is the situation, but we'll get there eventually. Anyway, mm-hmm. we've had to rent a car. And in this particular car, because it was a 2020, it has like the Bluetooth situation where you can play audio from your phone through the yeah. speakers of the car. Okay. So I pulled up Spotify and I was just I just had like weird algo going. And my dad is the kind of guy that the only music he likes at all <laughs> is classic 60s and 70s rock oh man because that's what he went to high school with or you know was a young person and listened to yeah so we have to listen to the radio station the eagle which plays the eight like the same 12 fucking songs every day uh that half of them are ccr yes yes (laughs) they play one kiss song and it is um it's their most popular one arguably the uh The rock and roll one. What the fuck is that called? Why am I drawing a complete I want, link on I, I want to rock and roll. Yes, yeah, so party yeah, so every day. They mm-hmm. play that one at least four times a day. I want to rock. <laughs> that or no, that, that or even no, that's not. No, bad. that that one's a uh, twisted sister, isn't it? Not. I believe so. Mm. Point is, is I'm tired of listening to the Eagles, so I'll I'll turn like I'll just like Dad name a band that the Eagle never plays, and I'll just put that into Spotify, and it'll do like a random assortment of songs from that era, and that's fine. But a lot of the shit he listened to is super fucking slow. <laughs> so at one point he goes, "Can you put something else else on that's not gonna put us to sleep?" So I just turned on Weird Al, <laughs> and he just kind of gave me a look, and I was like, "You like Weird Al?" He's like, "Yeah," but he just he 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 parodies pop songs, and I can't stand pop. And we're listening to it for about 30 minutes and he's singing along to some of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, one song that I used to, I, I, I know like the back of my hand is uh, the saga begins. Mm-hmm. And uh, that came on. And I was like, all right, shut up for a second, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at, least, at least you had one there. You could enjoy him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause uh Doing DoorDash has been a been an been an interesting little situation because I've done customer service my whole life and I know how customers can be really fucking stupid. My favorite story is when I worked at um, a gas station that had a, a car wash attached to it. Mm. Suddenly, I started my shift. It was like 
I want to say 10 minutes into my shift, huge line going through the whole gas station. And I'm trying to get people in and out as fast as I can. And this woman rushes in. She's like, I want to talk to your manager. And she's soaking wet. Settle down, Karen. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, what's what's wrong, ma'am? Well, your your car wash got, got my inside of my car wet. And I'm like, huh? The, how? Well, it broke my window. And I was like, oh, shit. That's not good. Um, well, let me, let me go ahead and try to get this line down and I'll call my manager real quick. Um, just give me a minute to which my other coworker who worked in the, like the, um, food area, if you will, she, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't call the manager, thankfully. And, uh, so while we're waiting for my manager to come in on her day off, um, cause it's like a Saturday, uh, she's just like getting all pissed off about how dare the car wash break her car and all this kind of stuff. And, but then she was sitting there saying like, she started saying things that didn't quite fit the narrative that she had begun to say. Like, like she said at one point that it didn't break her car and that it automatically made her sunroof open, which we were all like, how would the car wash do that? At one point, there's a woman who's over in the, like at the register for the food area. And, uh, cause now my coworker is trying to help me cut down the line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this woman stands there and she just goes, wait a minute. So you're telling me that the car wash made you open up your sunroof. Yeah. How did the car wash make you open your sunroof? <laughs> well, I thought that it, I thought that it was already closed. So I went to open it and then all the water got inside. She goes, so you're, in here screaming and yelling and causing disruption because you're stupid enough to open your sunroof while the car wash is going. How dare you? I'm not stupid. And the woman goes, actually, you kind of are if you're going to open up your sunroof and then blame the car wash for it. So yeah, that's, that's the end of that. Like when my manager showed up, like it turned into this whole, like you're kind of fucking dumb. Get out of here. But um, my liberties. (laughs) <laughs> they're being trampled upon <laughs> my right to open that sunroof how dare you um what's been interesting about this whole thing with with covid and doing doordash is that doordash has an option that says leave at my door yeah or yep. hand to me no i have a mask and i don't touch my face so i'm not too worried about catching it at the moment i mean i'm worried about it but not terribly worried about it mm-hmm. i'm taking the right precautions we have like okay. four different bottles of of hand sanitizer in the car and then of course when i get home i wash my hands for like 30 seconds before coming to doing anything yeah what well, has has doordash done anything like as like the company i guess you're working for you know whatever like as, as is like do they just offer precautions or is there anything else like offered as so, far if you're doing working for them or they kind of pissed me off when this whole thing started so back in march i got an email uh from the customer angle that said we really care about our customers and our dashers at the same time so we're providing all our dashers with gloves and uh hand sanitizer and masks mm-hmm. okay uh, blah 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 they didn't they didn't supply any of that shit uh on the yeah, on the uh, on the on the Dasher side, which are the emails my dad gets, all it said was make sure you try to take precautions while out there dashing and stay safe. And I was like, these motherfuckers! Like, if we didn't have, if this wasn't our only option, because that was the other problem was that 
as soon as the stay-at-home order was put in, a shit ton of people went and applied. To which then DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, even yeah. Uber and Lyft had to put a, a hold on hiring. Okay. There was just too many people. I get it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we just didn't have an option to change. We had to stick with DoorDash, and it was just it just pissed me off that they were like almost lying to the customer at that point. Um. But what I do is I take the food, I leave it at the person's door, I ring their doorbell, walk away six feet and wait for them to pick it up. Um, I've seen a lot of dashers like just having the opportunity of watching another dasher in the area drop off food. Mm -hmm. They'll just drop it off at the door and walk away. They won't do anything. Mm -hmm. Also, they don't even wait like for the customer to even like pick it up, like open the door and pick it up. They won't wait and look. Nope. They'll just leave it there. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if that's what they're they're asking you to do, like, how has have you seen it? Have most people been taking that option, or do they prefer you hand them the food? Uh, most people take that option. There's a few people that like. There's one that cracked me up. It was uh, the description for the instructions read. It said "hand to me colon" because that's the option they chose, and then it was "I'm not afraid of no virus. Just hand me the damn food." Oh God, yeah. So it's sort of like putting in their uh their two cents in a way like you you don't need to put all that you could just choose the option to hand me the food <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly it was it's just it's just been so weird like going into restaurants is funny like recently when it first started it wasn't so bad but now it's getting worse to where customers are are getting super mad that the employees have to take the precautions they take because it takes a little longer to make certain certain meals at these restaurants yeah. now yeah uh chipotle is a huge one that just pisses me off oh my god it's so fucking frustrating like the customers in there are absolute morons they do not care um there was a woman that came in it was super busy and this uh employee had come in she had to walk to the back to wash her hands she had been back there for quite some time i'd say a solid like a whole minute and another customer in line just goes, oh, my God, this is taking forever. Didn't I just see an employee go back there? Why isn't she out here right now? I was like, oh, my God. I'm yeah. going to fucking yell at this person. Uh, people got to be a little bit more understanding. It is an inconvenience. So, like, I get the frustration, but it is what it is. Like, just you have to deal with it. man. like, you know, it, it's a situation like this sort of just shows the measure of people, you know? Like, yeah, I think I think one of my favorite jokes was... Uh, um, we've seen a bunch of movies where people don't believe that there's a problem and that the government h- hides information from us about like aliens or something like that. And it's like, yeah, because if like this proves that society <laughs> couldn't handle that information, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite jokes was, uh, it showed a bunch of protesters. It was like the first time that protesters started showing up to city halls and capitals and whatnot. Uh, and so it showed a bunch of them. And then right next to that, it showed the picture of all the, um, the people on the roof right before the aliens attacked in uh, Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, it's been fascinating. Like, there's there's a few, like, oh, the, the traffic has been one of the weirdest things. I don't know if you experience it when you have to go to work, Jose, but people are just so much more careless right now. Uh, the roads have been, you know, I mean, there's more, a little bit more cars on the road now than before, but it's still, it's sort of like, like the weekend over here where there's just not as many cars on the road. So my commute to work, thankfully I don't work too far. So it's, it's been, you know, easy peasy for me. 
Oh, uh. well, you you walk too, don't you? I walk home from work, but I do take the public transportation. Like the buses are essentially like free because they don't let you get on in the front to protect the bus driver, so they just open the back doors and you could get right on. Um, oh, so 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 the buses are basically like back to normal, I would say, like with the amount of people that you see on them now, you know, and everybody wears a mask, not everybody correctly, of course, you know. Um, <laughs> that's the thing that drives me nuts when I see them wearing it just over their mouth. I'm like, that's not helping. Yeah, you know, but, um, you know. Did you, you see? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, the, the lady that, that cut the slit out for her nose and mouth in the oh, center of the mask. That's yes. Crazy. That's crazy. Just like <laughs> you're just feeding the whole purpose. That was, I think that was the, the, it the was a lady in Kentucky. It was a lady in Kentucky and she had gone to a pharmacy to pick up her meds oh, or something like that. And the, and the cashier was like, Oh, Where'd you get your mask like that? She's like, oh, I did this myself. So it's so much more comfortable. And that guy's like, yeah, I'm going to start doing all mine that way, too. And while he's filming her and making fun of her. I think that's the video. That's the video. That was at a gas station. That wasn't a pharmacy. Oh, um, yeah. The setting escapes me. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the guy started filming her and he just looks at the camera. quick. He's like, look at this fucking idiot. And then like does that. Oh. It's yeah, it's been nuts. It's just, it's just. I'd say the 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 one thing that I find really, I I found really funny for most of April was, uh, this is before DoorDash had implemented the leave at my door or hand it to me. They would, it just all of them said leave at my door, no Uh matter what. So what I would do is again drop it off, ring the doorbell, walk away six feet, make sure they got it. Yeah. And I had to, it's, I mean, it still happens occasionally, but I have someone open the door and just go, where's my food? And I'd be like, oh, it's right, it's right at your feet. And they would look down and go, oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you standing that far away? Because I have to, man, for six feet rule. Oh, that's right. What the fuck? Yeah, the, the couple of times I've ordered, like using Grubhub or whatever, I, I didn't use that option because I'm like, I mean, again, I'm in an apartment building. It's not like I'm in a house or whatever where they could just leave it like on a porch or or something. Like I'm like, I don't want my food to be left on the floor. You yeah, know, like, no, I get it. I I get yeah, it. I mean, yeah. I know you're not going to live where there's going to be people just pissing on your doormat or anything. You're probably more worried about you know a lot of traffic, so it's not the safest place to put it. And then there's the offhand chance that somebody may snatch it before you can get it. I mean, you never know. Like, I mean, I'm sure like they would call. And so, I mean, I'd just grab it somewhat like immediately, but I just don't want the bag to be on the floor. Like it's food. Like, you know, so, like you know, put that on the floor. Like to me, that's just always my mentality. Um, you know, whether it's in a bag or not, like, I don't know. I just feel weird. Dude, I've seen, I've, I saw one time, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned to you guys, I live in a very tiny town. Uh, our McDonald's is attached to a gas station. You know, it's not like a full-fledged restaurant, no playground. It's just a McDonald's mm-hmm. on the side of a gas station slash convenience store. And I saw these two ladies come out of the bathroom, and they were carrying McDonald's bags. And I'm sitting there thinking, I've got a phobia of public toilets. There is no way in hell, one, I'm not, you know, not a big fan of McDonald's anyway, but why would you take that into the bathroom? Yeah. Like, how do you use the bathroom holding a bag of food? You're not going to be able to. I'm sorry. Uh, you set that shit on the floor. Yeah. Ugh. And then you ate it. 
gross. Yeah, if I, how, if, if I have the option, like if the person has like a table or a shelf next to the door, I'll always put it on that versus their, their front doormat. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, they don't. So I have to like, yeah. I have to put it somewhere and then walk away. No, I mean, if they choose that option, then that's on them. I mean, that's just something like I wouldn't do. Like, you know, like I'm sure everybody's, you know, the delivery people washing their hands or at least with the sanitizer. Everyone I've seen, they wear their mask and then I grab the food from them and I wash my hands. Like, that, you know, like, yeah, it's you know? A, yeah, exactly. Like I had a woman today. She she typed in like uh, hand it to me. And when she opened her front door to take the two drinks that I had, she had a mask on. And I was like, thank you. Like if more people did that, I would probably not feel so yeah, weird right. about it. But I would say this one woman had a really clever setup in front of her door. She had um, a bunch of flowers like on her porch and next to the flowers was what looked like kind of like shelving. Uh-huh. And on the app itself, it said, leave inside the shelving next to the door. And I was like, what does that mean? When I got up to the door and turned around, there was shelving facing her door. And when I walked back to the car and looked back, you couldn't tell that that was where packages went. So it's not going to attract unwanted attention. So let's say when she gets a lot of deliveries, it's convenient to put them there. Exactly. Because you know how people can be when it comes to packages left on a doorstep. It was really clever. I was like, oh, my God. Like, nobody would know that there's packages in there ever. <laughs> yeah. I was I was like that's fucking smart, and it was it was the flowers that really like hit it well too. Nice, nice. So, like, clever, clever. I something that drives me fucking bananas is uh, like if we have anybody listening to this podcast who orders from DoorDash or GrubHub or Postmates or whatever, um, please understand that the people delivering your food are contracted workers and that the longer you take to come to the door, the longer it takes them to finish the order and get another one. Mm. Like if I hit the doorbell, be ready to pick up your order. Don't type in there. Like when you're at work and you're like, I got off work at 1150, make sure you're here on time. And if you're here early, wait for me. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's rough. Oh, like so people try to sort of like time it, like just like what the like when they're getting out of work or whatever, and they could just grab yeah. their shit, go home. Yeah, but you, yeah. you might you might be there early, so they can't grab the food. Yeah, like yeah, stuff like that like sucks, you know. And then and I'm sure like I'm just you run into situations where people probably don't even bother to tip or whatever. Like I think that's kind of the shitty too. That happens. That happens a lot, but not terribly too much. Like. We had an order that was almost a 20-minute drive, I want to say, and we were only getting paid $5 for it. My dad and I were pissed. Yeah, that sucks. Um, if you plan on tipping with cash, like put it in the instructions because nine times out of ten, people aren't going to accept it to begin with. Like We see how much we're, get, like, how, how much we're getting paid and how far it is, mm-hmm. and if it's just what DoorDash or whatever the standard pay is, like nine times out of ten, they won't take it. If you're the type of person that's just like, I'm not tipping, but I can't understand why nobody's accepting my order. Like that's why. Hmm. <laughs> like DoorDash, DoorDash changed their their entire structure. I want to say a year and a half, maybe a little bit more than a year and a half ago, where it was uh, they were subsidizing tips. So what they would do is, you would always get a minimum of six dollars per delivery, no matter what. If the person didn't tip, DoorDash would cover that that bill. If you tipped really low, DoorDash would still cover whatever was remaining to make sure you got at least six dollars. Okay, that's nice. People, 
yeah, people always thought that DoorDash was like taking our tip. They weren't taking our tip. They were just making sure that we got paid a fair amount regardless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of that, they had to change their entire setup. So now it's just a, a standard pay that they think is fair for the distance. Um, and then tip. That's it. Unless there's like some incentive where it's like $2 per delivery extra. That's all we get paid. Um, I can always tell now if somebody didn't tip or not. Always tell. No. Um, it's uh, it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating where you're like, you live 15 minutes away from this restaurant, which means I have to drive to the restaurant, pick up the order, then drive to your house, which takes approximately 20 minutes total, and I'm only getting paid $3. Like, I mean, I don't think that DoorDash should be paying me only three dollars, but that's that's a that's besides the point. No. Yeah, the the pay structure for that is a little different than like say when I used to deliver pizzas, because we got to keep all of our tips plus we got commission for every delivery as compensation for gas, Mm -hmm. and you know we also made our hourly wage, which actually was a little bit above state required minimum wage. Uh, depending on how long you'd been there and how good a job you did and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, pizza delivery for the area that I lived in was great money. I would clear, like, after it was all said and done, after paychecks and tips and everything, I would clear, like, two grand a month on what most people would look like as a shit job. And now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to think where I live. The cost of living is super low. Like my rent is just a little over 400 bucks a month. You know, my utilities, rent and everything I could pay with one paycheck and have money left over. So it's like I had a whole paycheck and all my tips. So, you know, it's vastly different than, and with a four mile delivery range, you know, you're not going very far. Um, so yeah, I can see why it would suck having to drive 15 minutes out at least and only make whatever you were commission you were making off a of DoorDash, that would really suck. Yeah, yeah it would, it's, it's, it, it, it also really depends. Like I'll give you an example today. We had three no tippers and like we made, I want to say we made about eight deliveries, but with three no tippers and, um, like two good tippers and then two like average or uh, two and not doing math correctly. Three like average tippers. That's eight. That's eight orders, right? Yeah. Um, we made uh, almost fifty dollars in three hours. Now, if you do the math on that, fifty dollars in three hours is still above minimum wage. So we're still making good money. But you know, there's also the context of gas and yada yeah. yada yada and all that yeah. shit. So, um. It's sort of like it seems like it all evens out, like in and kind of you know. But if everybody you know were nice about it, like it, it could be better, like a better situation, you know. what I'm saying for people that do what you do, like you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like all I all people have asked me numerous times, like how much is a good tip for uh, DoorDash, and I said match the delivery fee. When you look at your ending order and it's like two fifty or three dollars, match that. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And and you're solid, like, because then we're getting, 
three like two three four dollars for the commission and then three dollar tip like i'm seeing seven dollars for the whole delivery and that is to me that's more than enough yeah but yeah. not enough not enough people just want to do that so i just think it sucks like when people like don't tip like because it's like if you're if you're gonna spend the money and you're ordering out and you're and that is a service you know like i get it sometimes people say like it's free delivery or whatever um and it's a, it is a choice you know if you know you're going to use a service like that you know tip tip the driver you know what i'm saying like yeah it's just the proper thing to do i think it's yeah i've I've had a lot of people not a lot i've had a few people who don't live in america just so confused by why we tip and i'm like we tip because <laughs> companies want to pay their their workers as small as possible mm-hmm. and it's not a living wage so that's why we have tipping and we've all kind of like collectively been like yeah we have to tip now (laughs) i mean that's a whole other problem (laughs) you know yeah yeah exactly yeah hell man i was like it i didn't even understand the concept of tipping until i was almost 20 years old because where i lived growing up we didn't have services to bring us things you know delivery wise we didn't go out to eat at restaurants where um you know, it's uh, expected to leave a tip for a bill. We just didn't. So I didn't understand that. So the first time I ever delivered pizza, I stiffed the poor bastard and didn't realize that I was fucking him over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I felt super bad about that. It's like, damn, I wish I'd give that. I wish I could go back and give that dude $5. Still bothers me. One of my favorite things is my dad, um, he, he worked when he, his first few jobs were like working in a, in a orchard or working in a, uh, uh, a mechanics, uh, like garage, just sweeping. Like he didn't really work. He didn't do customer service is my point. He didn't deal with quote unquote customers until he started working for his dad's, my grandpa's, um, plumbing business. Um, but here's the thing about that. The customers that my dad dealt with weren't typical customer service customers. You know, they were people wanting plumbing done. And it was usually people that owned a giant um, housing development or they were putting up a new storefront or something like that. So those are the, the, uh, that was, those were the kind of customers my dad dealt with. When I was growing up for a long time, he was your typical Karen. If it wasn't exactly what he wanted or exactly how he believed it should be in the store, he made a fucking big deal about it. And having like worked fast food and pizza and subway and Walmart and you know, uh, um, all sorts of customer service jobs, gas station, yada, yada. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I've always like been very defensive of customer service people. So I'd always get after him and we'd have an argument because I'm like, you didn't have any right treating anybody that way. Um, apologize to the customer or to the, yeah, to, sorry, to the employees. Like, I'm sorry, my dad acted that way. And that was that way for a while. And then he started doing Uber and he learned real quick. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> he learned real quick how shitty customer service can be when you have someone who's just an asshole to you. Mm. And he'd be like, I get it. I get it now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I ever caused any kind of problem to anybody. It's that's, that's been a funny conversation with him. <laughs> so, mm. 
But uh, so what what do you do for for work? If you don't mind me asking, Jose. Uh, I'm a surgical scheduling coordinator is my official like job title. So at, at its most basic uh, description, I just like schedule patients for their surgeries, like in the OR. Um, okay. There's a lot more to it than that, but um, but at its most basic description, that's basic. Right. Yeah. Uh, essentially, I- essentially, when I got my leg hocked, hacked off jose would have been the one to schedule that <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> and you know and, and i probably would have been working with the people to make sure your insurance and everything else was in order and stuff like that you know so um yeah so it, it's good and because of like what's happening like we've canceled all elective procedures so it's sort of my day-to-day is slow um but i did do clerical work like before in the emergency room and i do a lot of overtime there still um i've cut it out like recently but up until like just a few weeks ago i was doing overtime there basically um every weekend so just basically in the middle of all this crap that's going on dude i remember when you were working so much overtime like you would like work 13 days have one day off and then yep. do it again exactly because i would always set it up to you know i got my nine to five monday through friday and the overtime i would schedule for the weekends because i'm i'm the type of guys like listen i'll work every day Cause I don't think it's a big deal. Like, you know, you get up, you go somewhere, be somewhere for, you know, seven eight, or eight hours and then you go home. Like, all right, no big deal. You know, what I'm doing is not factory work. I'm not lifting crates or doing shit like that. You know, sitting at a desk, typing on a computer, you know, answering the phone, you know, doing shit like that. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, and the overtime money is pretty decent, you know, but it's like, man, with everything going on, I'm like, I, I could chill out for a little bit, you know? Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt it. I have to imagine that there are some people that you have to deal with that are just being a bit ridiculous with with not having their surgery. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't have to deal with that. I don't know. Oh, actually, no. Thankfully, I deal with it more from the clinical end. So I'm not the one actually like hand in hand like with the patient or actually setting them up. Like I deal with oh. the doctor's offices um themselves so it's the doctor's offices that are sending me the information and i'm and i'm dealing with them directly so i don't really have to deal with the patient like occasionally i get a call like that somebody calls and it's like hey i'm i'm you know, i think i'm scheduled for surgery uh you know i don't know the time or whatever like sometimes i get those calls but i really shouldn't uh but i'll help them out i'll be like what's your name if i if i look them up and they come up i'll, I'll let them know uh but i'll tell them that they they're going to get their directions like somebody will call them um, you know, sometimes they just call early because they're like, hey, I haven't been called in a long time and I don't know what's going on. So I help them out. You okay. know, and right. stuff like that. But thank- thankfully, I really just deal with the doctors themselves or their like offices and their office personnel. You know what I'm saying? So it makes it easier. It's all like a professional like atmosphere. Yeah, so it's-, it's good. I was sitting there thinking, because if you had to deal with customers on top of this, I was curious how like if that was a thing that like maybe because i have to imagine that even in the medical area there has to be some karens like there just has to be oh i mean you i mean you get it you know because i'm in i mean i'm in the operating room so there's a holding area where the patients come and some are a little bit like more demanding than others but thankfully honestly for the most part i I would say 95 or maybe even 98 percent of the patients are very nice and respectful and that's good like that's that. very good you know occasionally you do get the asshole you know what i'm saying i'm sorry to say it like that but you know it is what it is you know yeah i i have to i have to stop like sitting there saying that there's a ton of customers that are bad because like 
I would I would say it's a solid like ninety five percent of all customers that I've ever dealt with at any job are really good. Mm-hmm. They're either I, nice or average, you know. I'm I'm speaking from you know the perspective of the operating room because that's a more controlled environment and, and most of it is elective, so people are coming in for these procedures and you know we do our best to accommodate and greet and all that. In the emergency room, totally different story because of the population we serve. You know, it's just a lot of um, you know drug addicts, a lot of um, drunk patients and stuff like True. that. So so um, you know so you get a lot of riffraff and, and a lot of pushback and a lot of psych and stuff like that in the emergency. Emergency is a completely different story. Um, in the OR, it's Itself, though it's since it's a more controlled and locked down environment it's 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 like a lot safer i guess you could say or a lot gotcha. more um a lot more calmer i guess you could yeah, say yeah 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 okay i just yeah uh, i mean it's it's definitely not something that i've ever experienced firsthand because mm-hmm. the most that i've had to deal with in the in recent time was my dad had a procedure on his heart where they basically turned it off and turned it on again mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. That's the best way that I can describe it because I can't remember the name of the procedure. But uh, right before it was done, um, you know, I did a lot of research on it and was like looking at how common it is, and which was a super common procedure. The the surgery, and I use quotation figures there. There was like they tube towards his heart. Um, I don't know if it was a tube. Honestly, I don't remember exactly what they put in there, but they basically send a thing in there that turns his heart off and turns it back on. Maybe that's a defibrillator um, or something. They do they do um, cases like that in interventional radiology. So it's not in my OR. That's on in the radiology department. Right. But if if it is what I think it is, it's basically like like inserting like a pacemaker or something like that. Something that'll like monitor like the heartbeat, heart rate. Um, you know, they they do that. Yeah, they do stuff like that like all the time. Right. Um, the biggest concern that, or the biggest issue that we had at that time was, again, I had done a bunch of research on it. I had taken the time to see what kind of procedure it was and the, the odds of it going bad or whatever, which was very low. And, um, and I was a lot calmer and collected when, when I had to go to the hospital and wait for my dad to finish that procedure. My brothers, on the other hand, were... I'll put it this way. To calm one of them down, I had to bring my Switch and play games with him on that in order to get him to not pace around the waiting room and act like his dad was dying. Mm. And I just imagine that you've either seen that, heard that, with the, with like, I don't know how, how close you are to the waiting room, but I have to imagine that you've at least seen some customers like very frantic about their loved one being in the OR. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you, uh, again, like in the emergency room, I worked there for many years um, doing clerical like work. Like it, it's almost like wild, wild west, I'll say, you know, and, <laughs> and it's a, and we were a level one trauma center. So we're getting stab wounds, gunshot wounds, car accidents, oh, and Jesus. worse. So, you know, just imagine, you know, the family, you know, bum rushing in, like, what's going on, you know, what's happening. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, like, gets crazy. You and know? the frustrating thing is in a situation like that, when you're at the desk, you don't have the ability to basically give them direct updates. Exactly. You know, and it's frustrating for you because you wish you had that information. It's frustrating for them because they just 
they have no information essentially other than, yeah, they're back there. They're working on them. What have you? And me, I'm, I'm not good with waiting rooms. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, I'm, I'm like, okay, if you're going to schedule me to be there for an appointment at 2 PM, I would like to be back there, you know, within a few minutes of 2 p.m. You ask me to arrive early to ensure I'm seen on time. You know, a standard doctor's appointment, I'm like, why can't you just see me on time? You know, and I understand that sometimes you get hung up and talking to a patient a little bit longer about something they bring to your attention or somebody's really sick in a clinical setting. Yeah. Uh, But I still, I just like, oh, this sucks. Because I've had to wait like two hours past my appointment time before and it really sucks but you know i just sit there and i'm frustrated and everything and i understand things happen because you know there's been times that i know the doctor usually is going to come in and see me for a few minutes and i've kept them longer because i'm like okay well this is going on can we talk about this and i'm sure it's caused somebody else's time to be cut into and of course that just happens and it progresses and sometimes yeah, that yeah. weight turns into a longer wait for the next person and so on i get that but it, even though i understand it i've still never been able to deal well with waiting rooms in that regard mm-hmm. so i just sit there and stew and i'm just like damn it what's taking so long yeah, but yeah. In, a, in an emergency room setting though it's completely different because you know it's yeah, my mom. It can uh, be traumatic. Emergency is an emergency. I definitely get what you're saying, Josh, about like uh, an appointment setting. Like, because I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you might still have to wait a few minutes or whatever. But yeah. you, should, you shouldn't be waiting hours for, if you got a 10 a.m. appointment. You shouldn't be waiting till past 12. But sometimes the doctor gets there late, and then yep. you know sometimes they overbook because maybe you know people cancel and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a variety of reasons for why shit like that happens. Um, but I but I get the frustration for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's why I just sit there and don't say anything. But man, that's a problem. A lot of people can't sit there and not say anything. Yeah, yeah. That's the last thing that I ever want is to be that 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 problem for them, because the job is the job's got to be not easy to begin with. And well, I mean, medical school. (laughs) It's just that alone. You know, yeah. requires years of education and training. So, right. Um, I mean, you factor that in on its own. It's like, you know, I'm not going to disrespect a medical professional in any way, form, or fashion if I can help it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we got to wrap this up. But, but, no. <laughs> I know you got to, I know you got to head out soon. I'm sorry that my PC decided to do updates right there at the, uh, right as we were getting ready to record and cost us about 20 minutes of recording time. Unfortunately it sucks because usually we go longer with uh, guests too and whatnot, but it is what it is. No problem. We'll definitely hook up again. I'll be available to you guys, especially since my semester school's wrapping up within the next week, you know? So whenever you guys uh, want, I could, I could join you. Are are you going to be doing a summer semester or, 
No, no, because you know, I was thinking about it actually to try to get things done quicker, but it's an accelerated like curriculum. So instead of going to class once or twice a week, it'd be every day and oh. and, and for like a month straight. So since it's a little bit more intensive, I'm like, nah, nah, I'll, I'll wait till the fall. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you a bit. It gives you a chance to Breathe. wind down and refresh. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and as oh, of yeah, right man. now, I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, we're going to continue doing uninhibited for a hot minute because I think we're still not quite in a good place to bog ourselves down with watching an entire two series. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just watching. We're just going. We're just we're just hitting the flow. So yeah, absolutely, Jose. Whenever uh, whenever you're free, let us know. Like after your school some or your school semester's over, and you got a little bit more time on your hands, let us know. We will definitely try to have you on again. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This was fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. I'm I'm so glad that you were able to come on today. But before we get out of here, why don't you let all the people know where they can find you? Okay, well, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Hurricane BX. And uh, I have a podcast of my own called Verbally Challenge with Hurricane BX. So you can find that on all audio podcast pushing platforms. And uh, check me out with the BTM crew, Breaking the Mold, every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. And Jose, man, uh, he, he does an excellent uh, job as host on breaking the mold when he's on and uh, verbally challenged. I, I love I love that show. And I'm a few episodes behind. I need to get caught up. I'm behind on legit. everything. That's, verbally right challenged is a, is a great fucking name for a podcast. Like, good lord, that's perfect. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Thank yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I've I've made a few appearances on there and I love it. We always have a good time. Uh. But, yeah, as for our show, uh, if you haven't, and this is your first time listening, give us a follow. All the links are down below where you can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter accounts, the official Facebook page itself, our discussions group, order some merch if you want. And, uh, oh, yeah, join the Discord server because Greg and I are very active in Discord. You can always catch us there for a conversation. I get notifications every time someone comments in Discord. Yep. Uh, speaking of notifications, our friend is back on that post. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Wait, he said something while we were recording? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, boy. I'm going to have fun with that while, we're, while I'm door dashing. There you go. Uh, as for me, if you want to catch me, I'm under my regular name on Facebook. Uh, apparently, I stoke the ire of people whose opinions differ from mine. Uh, and that makes me a Nazi. Um, a little I'm, Nazi. I'm, 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 I'm really not. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I find, I find, I get amusement out of it. It's, it's funny to me. Um, he hasn't yeah. had an argument yet, by the way. No, no. But hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm not angry about it at all. I'm a big boy. I got thick skin. I can take it. Uh, but as for other shows you can catch me on, you can also catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday on a little show called Figure Banging, uh, which Jose is also a part of when time allows. Yes. yes. And then every Friday night around 9 p.m. Eastern with the fellows, uh, my fellow castmates on MPSP Theater. And we always have a fun time there. 
So check those out. Greg, where you at, man? Uh, you can follow me on everything social media wise under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, that includes TikTok and Twitch, and uh, hell, I'm Chub Rock Geek on like all uh, video game platforms as well. Uh, literally, type it in and you'll likely find me. Um, one of my favorite things that I've done in the past is I wrote a bunch of articles and reviews for video games. Um, so if you type in like uh, Greg Dietz or Mission Start Podcast Greg Dietz, you'll find some of those old articles. Um, so if that's something that maybe you're interested in, you can check that out. But uh, but yeah, like we're keeping that website up for a while. So that'll be fun. I'll go back and read some of those old articles and see how shitty my writing was to what it is now. Um, I do that with Facebook sometimes. I'll see posts from 10 years ago, and I'm like, oh, 10, 10 years ago, Greg was awful. Dude, like <laughs> one of those archiving websites where you can go back and see. I've seen shit that I used to post when I was like 24. I don't want to see know, any back in like, or, uh, MySpace post. Oh, <laughs> I used to post some cringy shit. I'm just oh, yeah. like, I'd love to go back and punch 24-year-old me right in the dick. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very annoyed with myself fucking 15 years ago. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, I think for, for a while, guys, uh, the, the Jackbox streams are going to be on hold just because of situations with uh, having to work on Saturdays now, especially at night. So, sorry, anybody? But uh, hopefully in a, in a little while we can get that back up and going and we can have some fun with that. But uh, yeah, other than that, guys, I think that's it. Um, again, Jose, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, sorry the episode wasn't as long as we normally go, but it is with these things. It is what it is. No problem, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Great time tonight. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, Go go watch uh, Extraction if you haven't yet. It's a it's a, it's a really fun movie, uh, very high octane kind of action. Uh, it'll get you on the edge of your seat. At least I feel it will. I think Jose agrees with me on that. Yep, yep. Uh, I've not gotten to see it yet, but I've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you and Misty have a night, definitely check it out. It's 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 worth the it's worth the two hours. Oh, yep. Yeah, we've we've put it in the list to watch we just haven't made time for it yet with the move and everything and then of course you know i'm still working on final fantasy 7 remake same here same mm -hmm. here i did watch all of uh, picard with my dad so that was a good i heard that was really good i enjoyed it a lot it's not your typical star trek show like it doesn't have the same beats and tones as like voyager next generation or even deep space nine for that matter um, it's more in lieu with like a cross between JJ Abrams, Star Trek and Firefly, if you will. Hmm. Awesome. But yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's very much like a show for Trekkies. Cause it goes into some pretty extensive history that the shows had for their, their time being. Yeah. I heard it got pretty deep, pretty fucking deep. Like if you don't. If you have not watched almost all of Next Generation, most of Voyager, some Deep Space Nine, some Enterprise, and most of the movies, good fucking luck. 
<laughs> I'm sure anybody that watches it that has watched all that stuff would get like an appreciation if they're giving you nods in the new Picard series. So that's cool. Well, the, the whole the whole show is like if you watched all of Next Generation and all the Next Generation movies, you'll be set. But like seven and nines in the show, and uh, which is directly from Voyager, and then like it has to do with like it's it's the furthest in the timeline. So there's references to other uh, Starfleet ships. It's just it just goes all over. It's nuts. Hmm. Like you have to have some deep Trekkie fucking knowledge to really appreciate the show. But I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's that's what that is. All right, guys. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to work. Um. Again, thank you, Jose. We will definitely have you on again. Uh. That's it, guys. See you next time. Yeah, thanks again, Jose, and take care, everybody.